You're listening to another hope-filled podcast from Life. For more information about our church, visit lifenz.org. You know, what an honor for us to be in a place. Take a moment of time aside and just allow God to meet us. And it's, it's an amazing thing. If you've been in church most of your life, it's so easy just to get in the routine of everything that we normally do. But I, I keep trying to remind myself, you know, when we come together, we're, we're obeying, we're, we're responding to God's Word. And He said, if two or three of you get together, I'm right in the middle. And I saw an article, I think it was yesterday or the day before, on the Queen. And uh, they were talking about her presence and how that even the greatest of kings and, and the greatest of presidents, there was just something about her presence that things changed when she was in the room and uh, I want you to know tonight that God is bigger than your greatest failure God is stronger than your most profound weakness come on God in one moment when we allow him access just changes the gear of our life puts us on another plane I don't know about you but I need God come on just lift a hand or two tonight Father we just we come into your presence we thank you We thank you for the praise. We thank you for the worship. We thank you that we can declare truth. But more than that, we thank you for who you are in and through us. Tonight, as I bring your word, I just pray there'll be freshness. I pray, God, that you'll speak to my heart and every one of our hearts inclusively, whether we feel like we've failed God, we feel a million miles, we're even confused that tonight will be a turning point. And God, that your presence will bring healing and insight restoration in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, find someone good looking, give them a hug, give them a high five, give them a kiss on the cheek. And uh, thank you, team. Thanks, Lauren. So cool. Uh, If you're around this morning, if you're one of the services, you'll already know, but uh, you don't want to miss next Sunday because next Sunday is Vision Sunday. And... Vision Sunday is that Sunday in the year where we talk about what's coming up in the year ahead and we share again about the theme that God has really given to us to really lift higher than a whole lot of things. We're believing this year it's going to be an overcoming year. It's going to be a year where God is going to shift so much. And so I encourage you, I encourage you to bring friends along next Sunday because they're going to get an insight into what we're all about and where we're going and what God is doing. But tonight, you know, I, I want to share, I, I don't know if you've ever found yourself uh, with a child or maybe a grandchild. Recently, uh, Luke's oldest daughter, uh, she's not always an angel. And uh, she looks like an angel, but she takes after her father. And uh, they're living with us at the moment, but Ruby got really worked up about something that had happened. And I think she was a little bit out of routine because our lives were a little crazy. And so she was a little bit sleep deprived and she just lost it. And when a kid loses it, how many know it doesn't matter what you do, they've lost it. And so in the end, it was like everybody was palming her off to somebody. And I ended up with this out of control little girl that had just lost it. And as I was holding her and she was just, (gasps) it's almost like I just said to her in her language with a popper's heart, Ruby, just breathe. Just breathe. You know, I think God in heaven sometimes is not looking for more activity. I don't think He expects us to find 
our way out of a storm, but I believe what He wants to teach us is that if we were to breathe a little more, come on, if we were to take, what did we learn over the weekend if you're at Empower Weekend? If we were to take the nighttime and allow Him to bring the shift that we're trying to do, everything would begin to change. And I love what the Bible says in Genesis 2. It says that God formed man from the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils and man became a living being. Tonight you may be in church and you go, well, what do you mean by that, Paul? Well, what I mean is you can be living but not alive. You you can even be a believer in God and yet, You're finding yourself in a place of restriction. Pastor Coral was talking about that. You find yourself in a place where it's like, I I just can't find an answer to that. Can I suggest that if the breath of God was to come to you tonight and you allowed it access, you'd become a living being. You go to the book of Job, chapter 33 and verse 4. Listen to what we read in Job. For the Spirit of God has made me. The Spirit of God has made me. And the breath of the Almighty gives me life. As I began to meditate on that, I began to think about that. And I thought, not only does the Spirit of God, did He make me, but He makes me. The Holy Spirit, we so often liken to a gift or an ability or or some kind of thing out there. But no, it's the Spirit of God that continues to make me. He makes my marriage. He makes my future. He makes the ability to change the storm into a testimony of God's wonderful power. And it's the spirit or the breath of the Almighty that gives me life. And I look at that and I think about it and I think, so if I've got little breath, I've got little life. If I've got restricted breath, if the presence of God is not allowed access because of my activity, If the Spirit of God is not allowed access because of my compromise, if the Spirit of God is not allowed access because I'm not looking to Him and allowing His breath to come, then I'm not going to experience all the things that God has promised for me to touch. Uh, Many, many, many years ago, I bought an inflatable dinghy. It wasn't one of those cheap, cheap ones. It was one that you could put a motor on the back. It's only about three meters and we had an eight horsepower Yamaha motor on the back. and We used to go out and use it. And, but it was a fully inflatable one. It wasn't one that had an aluminium kind of bottom or a uh, fiberglass bottom. It was just fully inflatable. So the floor was inflatable. The keel was inflatable. The chambers around it were inflatable. But after a lot of usage, uh, one day I experienced, as I was about to use it, that it was partially deflated because it had suffered a hole. Something had gone wrong with it, so I didn't know what to do. So I took it to the specialist, and they said, yeah, it's just got a hole. We can patch it up. It's okay. So they put a beautiful patch on it. A few years go on. There are other holes that begin to appear, and I'm thinking, I'm not paying all that money. I want to build the kingdom. Come on, let's go. So I'll buy the patches. So I bought some patches, and I put the glue on it. I don't know if you've ever seen that. And my glue went yellow, and the patches did not look like the professional patch. In fact, the dinghy ended up being patched all over. You could go out on the water if you had a slow leak because everything was dependent on inflation. The dinghy could not hold its course. 
partially deflated, it had a tendency to go off course. I wonder tonight, just for a moment, whether your answer is not what you think it is. Your answer is not in trying harder. Your answer is in the breath of God. Come on, more breath, more life. Here's the interesting thing about that dinghy. It really didn't matter how many patches it had on it. As long as the patches sealed the hole that was there previous, all it needed to be was fully inflated. Can I say to you, your life and your past has no bearing on the possibility of your future. Come on, when you bring it all to the throne room, when you bring it all to the presence of God, when you say, God, you know what? I've tried to deal with this myself. I'm coming to you, the patch maker. And when the enemy begins to say, look at the patches of your past, look at your dinghy. It doesn't look like that dinghy, does it? And you need to say, no, it doesn't. But who gives a rip as long as I'm fully inflated? Come on, as long as I've got the presence, as long as I've got the breath of God on me, something's going to take place. Jesus gets south on a Sunday night before he goes home to the Father. And he begins to open the heart of the Father to the disciples in John chapter 14. And he says, I, I want to tell you something. This is not just the throwaway, most assuredly. I want to tell you about your future. Because I'm saying to you that if you believe in me, the works that I do, you're going to do. Come on, some of us have heard that a thousand times, but we never get out of going around the circle. I, I want you to gain an insight that your potential is so much greater than you thought. Greater works, Jesus said, than I ever did. You'll do because why? I'm going to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, I'll do it. You know, that thought is profound. We often just quote, you can do greater things than Jesus. No, it's whatever you do within the framework of who Jesus is. As you begin to understand the plan of God for your life here at Life, we're committed to help every child, every young person, come on, every mature person, every new Christian, every person that's been in church their whole life to realize you've got a future that's bigger than you've ever imagined. But you've got to come to this place where you get enveloped by the wonder and the presence of Jesus that no longer are you just praying a 30-second hopeful prayer. You're going, God, this future is amazing. It's not a, I would like to have. No, it's kind of the sense of I'm in that place where I'm asking you, God, to take me on a journey. And we begin to see what Jesus was saying to the disciples in verse 16. Because this is how he unfolds this ability to break into a great future. He says, I'm going to pray the Father. That the Father would give you a helper. And that the helper, he may abide with you forever. Come on, when you lose a little bit of that pump in the dinghy, he's there. He's ready to go. He's ready to breathe. Come on, well, I need a bit more response Sunday night. Obviously, I've got to come here a little bit more. Come on, it's like, he's with me? I thought he just turned up in worship when we sing about 100 billion years away. How many love that song, by the way? It just gives you a perspective of how big God is. But God's here right now. Did you know he's closer than you are to yourself? 
Jesus says it's all changing, guys. You get excited when I get in your boat. You don't even need me in your boat because the Holy Spirit's going to be with you. He's going to abide with you. The spirit of truth. Listen to this in verse 17, whom the world cannot receive. Then he said this, because the world neither sees him nor knows him. Here's my question. I think that's a picture of most of the church. We're not looking for him. Come on, did you see him this week? Or was he just something out there that you kind of believe was promised? He's just a gift you just turn on and turn off. Did you see him? Instead of arguing, did you see him and see what he was saying? Come on, do you know the Holy Spirit? I'm not asking you whether you believe in him. Do you know the Holy Spirit? Hey, by the way, what you know a lot about, you talk a lot about. When was the last time you had a conversation about the Holy Spirit? I think it will have a picture on how inflated your dinghy is. And I look at that and I go, well, God, there are so many alternative supply lines. See, we can live our lives just on the applause of people. We can live our lives on the success of our gift. Come on, we can live our lives on the handout of somebody that cares enough to reach to who we are. But imagine if this year became a year where you said, I need to see the Holy Spirit more than I see anything else. I, I need to know the Holy Spirit. I'm going to go on a venture to, of discovery because I want the breath of God in my life. I need the breath of God I, 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 as I'm approaching 90. Let's skip a few years. I'm just worried about those that didn't laugh, thinking that I was actually truthful there, right? I got to keep this old body, this old temple in shape. And so one of the things I do most weeks, or in fact, every week, I'm on the treadmill at least one to three, sometimes even four times. And I've discovered this, that as I monitor my heart rate, my heart rate can go up if I push myself to over 170 beats a minute. My resting heart rate, I've got a very slow resting heart rate. I can get it down to 49. You say, what's that got to do with the gospel? I don't know, but it's a good story. No, so when I'm running and I'm looking at my watch and I'm thinking it's not good, we're getting up towards 170, I'm reminded of a principle that you can run with the pressure and drop your heart rate significantly if you breathe deeper. You breathe into the depths. A lot of anxiety can be removed in your life if you learn to breathe deeper, just naturally. And as we heard this morning from Pastor Jeffrey, come on, as in the natural, so in the spiritual. Because more breath... It's going to release more life. Every living thing on the planet, every living human being, every uh, living plant, every living thing requires oxygen to survive. And I'm looking at that and I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying to us as a church, you know, you do everything so well and you're breaking through, but did you realize what could happen if there was more breath? Can you imagine what this next year could be like what kind of life you would begin to experience if you just breathed. And I'm one of those that uh, kind of, if there's a challenge I'm in, I'll just, 
I'll fight to move the mountain. If nobody's there to join me, then I'll work through the night. I've, I was taught that as a little child, that work doesn't kill you. The thought of it does. <laughs> but work doesn't kill you, and I'm one of those, and I've had many, many times the Holy Spirit go, hey, take your hands off the steering wheel. The last three years have been one of those seasons where, yeah, we've worked hard. But it's like Pastor Jeffrey has been saying, we worked hard in the day, but we're learning. Come on. In the night seasons, to rest and let God work. Let the wind fill the sails. And by the way, if you want the wind to fill your sails, you've got to know the direction the wind's coming in. Come on, it's not going to meet your direction. It's going to meet the direction that God wants you to have. And I love how the Bible teaches about the Holy Spirit as a dove, very gentle. The picture is he's not going to come if there's not the sense of looking and knowing. Come on, looking and knowing. God is also expressed as an eagle. He has a huge wingspan. And I, I think sometimes, you know, we sort of, kind of pitch it to different parts of the Trinity, but God is God. I think we can liken the Holy Spirit, if I can give that license, needing room to take you to greater breakthrough. And he needs the ability in your life, my life, to spread his wings. I've moved many, many years, many times out of Ezekiel 37, where God comes to Ezekiel and it says that the hand of the Lord came upon me, said Ezekiel, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. And then it goes on and it says that he set me down in the middle of a valley and it was full of dry bones. Verse 3, he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And many of us know this. So I answered, said Ezekiel, well, God, you know they can. And God was asking the question not because he didn't know. He was saying, you know I know, but you don't know. Okay, look at me. Come on, I'm going to be a popper. You can have all the belief in the world. Come on, you can know the grief alphabet. You can do all the study in the world, but you can know it here, but do you know it here? So what do you do when you're faced with bones? What do you do when you find yourself in a season where it's impossible? What do you do when the thing you're believing for hasn't transpired? And what do you do? You just go, well, what's the point? And God says, no, that's not the way you should Respond to that. You need to add breath to your belief because that's when the course of the ship begins to change. You're going to allow your dinghy to get inflated so you stop going around in circles. And come on, I'm praying and I'm getting worked up now. Soon I'm going to do some stage diving or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. Why should we have another year? Where even if God's blessing us, it's just like it was last year. Why shouldn't we take hold of John 14 and say, no, greater things. But the answer is because I'm looking for him and I'm getting to know him. And I can't give you that. All I can do is say, that's the way. Get the breath of God in you. And you run at a speed you've never run before. More breath, more life. Then verse 4 again, God said to Ezekiel, would you prophesy to your bones? In other words, here's the thought again, would, would you add breath 
to the things that you've given up on? Would you stop believing that's the end of the story? Would you stop allowing what's not happening? I've learned over my life a few things about the presence and the breath of God, the environment of the Holy Spirit. One is this, is that breath creates an environment of conception. When we put time aside for the Holy Spirit, when we remove the natural, in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit comes because we've given him room and he brings, come on, seed from heaven. God brings ideas. God brings vision. God brings insight that we've never had before. And that's why the enemy doesn't want you to stop long enough to be breathed upon. You might be here and you've got a vision for your life that God's given you, or you may be here and go, well, I'm a believer in God, but I really don't know what I should be doing. The Holy Spirit is going to cause conception to take place if you give him room. It's kind of that place where we are longing and looking for God to come and have his breath touch us. Uh, before we started life, more than 26 years ago, I I remember having so many weeks where I was just fasting with Marie and we were praying and thinking we're in Sydney about what it's going to look like, this church that God was asking us to go and uh, just embark on under his leadership. And, and I remember just praying, God, I'd love to be. And then I began to feel this was the design to have a church that would reach the needs of the community. Out of those moments, there was a decision that we would see a community ministry so large that people would get help before they even heard the gospel. Come on. And you're a part of a church that is building towards a 2020 vision where we're believing that it's going to be more than 20 million every year going into community need. And people are going to begin to say, if there's a place to go to, if you're hurting or you need, it's that place. And we'll say, well, we're here to aid your natural need. But there's even a greater answer that's going to give you a purpose and the Holy Spirit wants to put breath into your sails and come on, lift you out of generational restriction and give you a purpose and a place to live with. But can I say this? It began by giving God time. Oh, Pastor, I don't know what to do with my life. Go and talk to the Holy Spirit. Hey, by the way, 26, 27, 28 of this month, we're going to have a prayer and fasting three days. I know Marie and I are committed. We're just going to do a water-only fast. And we're saying to everybody, would you do something that you've never done before? And it's not going to earn you brownie points with heaven. What it's going to do is remove the clutter. Come on, it's going to make room for the Holy Spirit or at least do the Daniel fast. You say, what's that? And go online on our life website and find out what that is all about. But significantly, come on, go without so that the Holy Spirit's got room to spread his wings. And you're going to have vision that's going to come to you. You're going to have a sense of purpose. You're going to have an encounter with God. And I found the more time I give to the Holy Spirit, the more I see, the more I'm at peace with it. Even Moses, come on, he was called at birth. But 80 years into his walk, 80 years, the Bible says that he walked past by the mountain of God, a bush that was burning and was not consumed. But most of us don't realize this is what the Bible says. When Moses turned aside to look, God, when he saw that Moses turned aside to look, <laughs> commissioned him. Imagine this year, if we took some time aside just to look. I'm looking for you, Holy Spirit. This week, I'm looking for you. 
I get a, I get a situation at work. I, I, I don't know what to do at school. I don't know what to do. And my marriage, I don't. Why don't you look for the Holy Spirit? And the more you look for him, the more you'll know him. The more you'll have, the more time and touch and taste and the wonder of the purpose of God you'll have. The more something of God will be conceived in who you are. And I want to challenge every one of us. We should be carriers of great vision. Come on, we need that. The Holy Spirit, the breath, is what inflates the dinghy. The second thing about breath is that breath resolves or strengthens resolve in formation. What I mean by that is when God gives you a dream, there's a time between the dream and the birth. Pregnancy, it's called gestation. It's like the egg has been fertilized, but now there's nine months in a human womb before the baby's born. How many know that anyone that's been pregnant has times where you've got to push through? There's times where you need a new level of resolve. And maybe tonight, just very quickly, you're here and you feel like God's given you a dream. You feel like God's dropped something into your heart. But you're like Moses. It's been 80 years. And by the way, don't start complaining until it's been more than 80 years. I don't like that preaching. I want it now. I want it on an altar call. I want everything you carry on me. Come on, give me a cloak. No, build your own. This is my heart. Seriously. Don't give in to the challenge. You know, our society is changing. It rips my heart. There's so much untoward stuff that we're accepting. And I need resolve. We're not here as a church to be against anyone, but we are here to stand up for who we are. And so I want to encourage you. You feel like you haven't seen it yet? What's your answer? Breath. If you don't get the breath of the Holy Spirit, it's going to take you out. But when you get the breath of the Holy Spirit, what a brilliant message if you didn't hear it this morning. Come on, by Pastor Jeffrey. You've got to understand that God is higher than you. He's the Alpha and the Omega. And it's His timing is perfect, not your timing. I feel like uh, I shared this, I think, over the weekend. I wrote down yesterday morning this thought, because that's how my brain works. I just thought, you know, if you say you trust God, but then you condition God to your outcome, you haven't trusted God at all. I trust God. I trust you, God, to do what I want, the way I want, when I want, how I want, and here's the timing. God said, well, then you're not trusting me. Come on. If we're going to trust God, God, you gave me this. I don't understand why it's not happening. What's my answer? Breathe. 26 years, there are things in our hearts. It's like, where the heck are they? Come on. I think it is a good word. I think it's a strong word. Disciples are sitting to, with, together. Jesus enters the room after his resurrection in Acts chapter 1. And they say to him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Listen to what Jesus said, verse 7. He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons. Because the Father has put those into his own authority. And then this classic verse, but you shall receive breath. You need breath. You need the power, the authority of the Holy Spirit. That's what you need. You need breath tonight. Come on, you need breath. You feel like giving up, you need breath. In the middle of the marathon, you need breath. 
Come on, you've got to breathe the right kind of oxygen. <clears throat> I have done a lot of diving. I've been into Asia, and I remember one place we arrived at, we're going to go for a dive, and, and uh, met another diver there, been there before, and there were a number of outlets where you could get the gear, hire it, and they would supply the tanks. And he said, by the way, if you're going to dive, Paul, and he was a really nice guy, he says, I've been here many times, don't go to that person, that company. I said, why is that? He says, because a lot of divers who have dived and got their gear from there have ended up very sick. And what they've discovered is the air in the tanks is not filtered correctly because they don't clean the filters when they take the oxygen and cram it into the tanks. And so, therefore, you have contaminated air. It's not a good idea when you're down 90 feet to have contaminated air because you're breathing three times the level of oxygen you are at the surface. Are you getting the picture? Okay, look at me. What air are you breathing? The air of your soul? The air of disappointment? The air of other people that have given up and said, oh, your males will give up, you'll never arrive. If God gave you the dream, come on, if God gave you the word, it's the breath of God that brings resolve in the time of formation. I don't know when it's going to eventuate, but I do know if God gave me, it will come. Even in modern cars today, it's an interesting thing. You can have a flashing light on your, uh, on your uh, whatever, dashboard that says one of your tires is deflated. It tells you that it's dropped down. Some cars allow you to override the information and reset so it accepts the level of tire pressure. And you le learn to live with a partially deflated tire. It takes more energy. It's dangerous in the wet. A lot of Christians are like that. Disappointed, but I never resolved it. Come on, I'm still in the dinghy, but it's only partially inflated. Come on, we need to say, God, I don't understand this, but I'm giving it back to you. And you're going to take us to new levels. Come on, Lauren, come and join me. The third thing I've learned about breath is this thought is that breath attaches purpose when we're dispossessed. If you live long enough in life because we are in a world where there is another God operating, that's what we don't teach a lot in church. We, we don't really think about the world we're in that has a God that has a level of authority that's evil. People often say, well, why does God allow it? Because we're in a season that we're living out the consequences of man's rebellion. Because of our sin, Every one of you will die. God never intended for you to die. And if God was fully able, why do we die? Because we're in the season. But there is another season after the season where all tears are removed, where death has no more sway. And it's called eternity. That's not a pipe dream. That's truth. But I find in my dealings with so many people we're living deflated because we're being dispossessed and we go why did we lose that child why did that have to happen why did I lose my partner why, why did that business go under when all it was about was to bring glory to God why and I'm here to tell you there's a, a God there's an enemy in this world that has partial authority. 
And we don't understand the fullness of God. But what I've realised is whatever the enemy takes from me, whatever the enemy removes from me, whatever bones I'm left with, if I would take my disposition, if I would take what I've been robbed from and I'd allow the Holy Spirit to breathe on it, I'd have purpose. Because think about it. Why do we give up? Are you expecting never to die? Are you expecting never to get sick? Are you expecting to have the eternal life here completely? It's not biblical. So the enemy says, keep looking at your bones. And we keep saying, why did that have to happen? Rather than go, I'm going to prophesy to these bones. I'm going to prophesy to these bones. Bones, you're going to get sinews and muscles. You're going to rattle. And I love verse 10. So I prophesied as God commanded. Breath came into them. And they lived. And they stood on their feet an exceedingly great army. Some time ago in January, we heard Phil Camden's story. He has contracted motor neurons disease. Phil's been a part of life for seven years. He's been back in Australia, but in 2013, he heard the prognosis. And they said, Phil, the reality is every day you'll get worse. Just recently, he put between seven and 9,000 words of his voice on a computer because if God doesn't step in very soon, he won't be able to speak. He's already lived, outlived their prognosis. But he takes a different attitude. He says, well, if every day gets worse, then today's my best day. Now I have motor neurons disease. It gives me a passport into that community to bring hope. And no matter what happens to the bones, we live. How do you see? How do I see today? What God has given to me in the Holy Spirit. You see, I think I can look at an unredeemable loss when I have lost things. Or I can see the breath of God using that to help me with others that have gone through the same. And I believe that this is going to be a year where we overcome. That doesn't mean it all just gets fixed up. It means we're bigger than the mountain because the breath of God is on us. And I, I know that God's presence is just divine oxygen. It's, it brings that shift. I'd love you tonight if you feel comfortable just to bow your head. Team are going to join us. And maybe tonight without looking around, You relate to what I've been sharing you. You might find yourself in a stage of life where you just have no vision, you have no sense of purpose. The answer is the breath of the Holy Spirit. Or secondly, you're carrying a promise, something God's given you and you just haven't seen it materialize. Well, the breath of God brings resolve. As God's bringing it together, formation. I think for many of us, it's kind of like we feel 
like we've been dispossessed. We've lost something we shouldn't have lost, wish we never lost. As long as you keep looking at it like that, it's got you. But if you allow breath to attach to it, it brings purpose. And God wants to take us on a journey that no matter what happens, His strength is our strength and our weakness. His breath is what sets the course of our lives. Tonight, with your head bowed, your eyes closed just for a moment, if somebody were to die, even in this auditorium tonight, what would we do? Naturally, we would come and start CPR. We'd give mouth to mouth because oxygen creates oxygen. And we would begin to compress the chest so that the heart would beat even though it couldn't do it on its own. And it would give the best scenario for new life. Can I suggest tonight that there may be many of us in this room and we know we don't have the presence of God on our lives. We don't have the breath of God on our lives. We maybe once did, but we've drifted away. And tonight, God wants to come if you'll allow Him with His forgiveness and let His breath enter you again. If you're here tonight and you go, you know what, Paul, I've never had a relationship with Jesus that's real. I'm here to tell you religion won't change you, but come on, it doesn't matter how many patches you've got on your dinghy, the breath of God gives you purpose. And if you're here tonight, you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Or secondly, you're here and you have, but you know you're away from God. And you say, Paul, would you include me in a prayer where I'm sitting? Because I want to start my walk with God. I want God's breath to be on me. Because God's breath will give you the future you're looking for. He will bring intimacy that you're searching for. He'll bring forgiveness and cleansing. And you're here tonight and you say, that's me. I want you in a moment to lift your hand and I'm going to pray for you just where you're seated and you're saying Paul I need to start my life over again with God tonight I'm coming back good on you come on lift them up high don't put them down until I see them God bless you God bless you God bless you God bless you come on God bless you God bless you 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 God bless you God bless you up the back and over here God bless you honey you might go why do I need to lift my hand you're saying God I need you to come to me because I I'm on my own. I've lost my way. The Bible says if you repent of your sin, He is faithful. He's just to forgive you. Anybody else that hasn't lifted their hand, say, Paul, I need to start again. I need God to meet me and I need Him to reach me. Come on, South. We're going to pray it together. If you lifted your hand, pray with us. Say tonight, thank you, God, that you love me, that you died to forgive me. And I ask you, to come into my life to become my Lord and Savior as I put you center I need your breath in my lungs tonight I belong to you and I begin again in the name of Jesus Amen come on can we praise God for every one of those miracles every one of those miracles Karamasi Karamaha you know, you lifted your hand. I tell you what, we kind of get excited in the church, but nothing like heaven. It's like, oh, that's cool. It's great. Good decision. Heaven just goes ballistic. Angels come up with new songs. Come on, we just don't get it. Because we just think, oh, it's just a little. No, it's not a little thing. Not only does God patch the dinghy, 
you awaken in the morning to fully new. Come on, dinghy, ready for a whole new purpose. And the enemy keeps trying to blind you to what was, but you just keep saying, no, the breath of God has taken me to a new horizon. Amen. We want to encourage you. Hey, make sure you get a Bible on the way out at the information desk. And, and if you want help to grow a great Christian life, you can't do it alone. And we're not going to be knocking your door down. We're just there if you want it. But you take that Live, Live Connected card and you fill it in, put it in the, the container on the way out and say, hey, would somebody, and we'll, we'll send you a letter, let you know what to do next. Amen. But before I hand back to Pastor Coral, I just have it on my heart that there are a number of us, particularly that third point, we're still living, if only that hadn't. Why did that have to happen? I want to tell you, as long as you live there, you're deflated. But if you get honest with it, and just say, God, I, I need your help. Come on. And let's take this prayer and fasting in a few weeks' time. And say, Holy Spirit, I just want to see you. I want to know you. You know what? Healing's going to take place. It's the breath of God that will bring purpose to what the enemy has dispossessed you of. God did not dispossess you of that. The enemy did. And God's going to bring purpose to it. If I'm talking to you, just stand to your feet wherever you are. Come on. There's many of us. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Just stand to your feet. It's not embarrassing. It's good. Just stand to your feet. You're in a family. Come on. All of us have gone through things. Mate, you want to see my dinghy, all the patches that I've had to stand for. Come on, other people, just stand, 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 if that's you. Because we're going to pray tonight that this is going to be the beginning of the greatest repair job. You're going to, it's kind of stuff you didn't want to talk about before, but in the future, you're going to talk about it because you're healed from it. You're going to be able to go there, whereas before you had the door locked, you're going to go, no, 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 I can go there. Father, I pray for every person, every heart, everyone. I pray, God, that this will be the beginning of something fresh and something great. Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would reach us and touch us. Come on, let's stand to our feet and sing this song just very quickly. I want you to lift both hands and I want you to come on. We hope you enjoyed this podcast from Life. If you have questions or want to contact someone about this message, visit lifenz.org.